Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Maine healthcare workers asked the U.S. Supreme Court to resolve a Title VII conflict. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, you know, Matt, we've been talking about this quite a while and fighting on behalf of these seven healthcare workers who were kicked to the curb. They were fired because they refused to take the COVID shot um, that Governor Mills was mandating for all the healthcare workers and mandating that the employers had to fire these workers if they didn't. So Governor Mills and her administration issued a mandate in 2021 adding the COVID shots to their mandatory list of vaccines and then mandating that the healthcare employers require all of their employees to get the COVID shot and forbidding mm -hmm. them, this is the key, forbidding them from granting any religious accommodations. Totally ignoring federal law. Totally ignoring federal law. So it's one thing not to affirmatively give them an option for religious accommodation. Most states provide options for religious accommodation. About half of the states also provide conscience uh, objection options. All states provide a medical exemption option. But it's one thing not to affirmatively provide a particular religious option, and it's totally another thing to say that you can't take advantage of a federal exemption accommodation option, i.e. from Title VII. Title VII is the employment section of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. You know, Governor Mills, as we faced with the church lockdowns, she seems to be an island unto herself with her own laws. Yeah, she completely ignored the Supreme Court even after we won at the U.S. Supreme mm -hmm. Court twice. Uh, she wanted to do her own uh, regime to restrict the churches. Uh, we represented uh, a strong church uh, in Maine that was uh, up against her COVID mandates. Mm, but she's Chapel, doing the same yeah. thing here. So here, she essentially feels that she's above the law. And so despite Title VII, Title VII is a federal law. It's an employment law, and it governs employers that have about 15 or more employees over a certain period of time throughout the year. And that law says that employers cannot discriminate against their employees uh, on account of race, uh, sex, religion, uh, color, and national origin. So that's the law. That's the floor. Now, a state can give more rights if they want to. Mm -hmm. They can provide more rights on top of that. But what they can't do is take away the rights that are granted on federal law. Well, tell so, Governor Mills that. <laughs> so what they can't do is they can't come into the context of employment. Right. And as Governor Mills did, tell the employers, you can't give a religious accommodation, that you have to deny every single person across the board with no consideration whatsoever who issues a request on behalf of or founded upon religious 
convictions. But she was giving medical exemptions, right? She gives medical exemptions. She said no religious exemptions. And it's one thing not for the state to not give its own religious exemption. It's another thing for the state to try to take away a right that's already granted to you mm-hmm. by federal law. Take it in a different context. Title Seven says you can't discriminate on the basis of race, right? So now if you have that, which you do, how absurd would it be for the state to come in and say that you cannot accommodate somebody on the basis of race or that you must discriminate against someone who raises race? That's the same thing. Discriminate against anybody who raises a religious accommodation request and don't give it to them. So what happened is all these employers, they ended up just denying them across the board. They said we can no longer give religious accommodations, which they did before. They would no longer give religious accommodations. I understand the employers are kind of in between a rock and a hard place. But the fact is they are required, it's not optional, to file and follow Title Seven. I mean, they need these people to work in their hospitals and their medical facilities. They must f- obey the federal law. And I know that that conflicted with the state law, but what they should have done is asked the court for a declaratory judgment. Hey, I've got this federal law that says this, the state law says that, tell us what to do. But instead what they did is they just went out and they carte blanche with no consideration, they denied all their employees who had a religious accommodation request and fired them. And so our employees, plus many, many more throughout Maine, they were terminated, kicked to the curb. So the First Circuit Court of Appeals, where we ended up going on this case, on the Title VII issue, uh, they ruled against us. They ruled for us on something else with regards to our claim against the state. So that's still going on. But with regards to Title VII, our argument was, look, Title VII says you have to accommodate on the basis of religion. You can't discriminate on, the, on account of religion. doesn't mean that you're always going to get your accommodation, but it means you have to at least consider your sincerely held religious beliefs and can we accommodate it. What you can't do is just say, oh, that's a religious belief. No, we're not even going to look at it. That's what you can't do, and that's what happened here. Mm. The First Circuit says, well... That's okay because the state law says they can't consider religion. But federal law, hello? That's right. (laughs) So we argue in our petition to the court that the First Circuit decision essentially makes Title VII a nullity, and it directly conflicts with the decisions of the 2nd, the 4th, the 6th, the 7th, the 9th, the 10th, and the 11th Circuit Courts of Appeal. I I think this sets this case prime. Yeah, all those courts have ruled that directly conflicting state laws involving race, sex, and disability must yield to federal laws regarding discrimination requirements. A conflict among the circuit courts requires resolution by the high court, and that's clearly what we have. So we have this First Circuit case carving out religion. And even though the 2nd, the 4th, the 6th, the 7th, the 9th, the 10th, and the 11th Circuit dealt with Title VII's non-discrimination provision regarding race, sex, and disability, but not religion, there's no reason to carve out religion. None of the courts have carved out religion except for the First Circuit. The First Circuit's the only court in the country now to say, well, if it's religion, yeah, the state can come in and they can say 
you cannot even consider religion. Well, listen to this. Like when one of the healthcare workers requested a religious accommodation from Maine Health, Maine Health stated, you submitted a religious exemption. Your request is unable to be evaluated due to a change in the law. Your options are to receive vaccination or provide documentation for a medical exemption to meet current requirements for continued employment. Theref- yeah. Therefore, Maine Health admittedly, admittedly refused it. to even consider or evaluate a religious accommodation. Yeah, I mean, here's, here's another part from, this is from Maine General, different hospital. Mm-hmm. Yours is Maine Health, this is Maine General. Quote, all Maine general employees will have to be vaccinated against COVID-19 by October 1 unless they have a medical exemption. The mandate also states that only medical exemptions are allowed. No religious exemptions are allowed. They're not even hiding it. (laughs) No, I mean, it's pretty clear. Yeah. They won't even consider it. Uh, That is a real problem. Now, just because you have a religious accommodation request doesn't mean that you're going to get accommodation. Just like for anything else. doesn't mean that you're going to be accommodated. What has to happen, however, is you have a sincerely held religious belief. It conflicts with some employment practice, in this case the COVID shot mandate. You tell the employer, I've got a sincerely held religious belief. I can't take the COVID shot mandate. I'm asking for an exemption and an accommodation. So the easy thing here, because they're healthcare workers, is that they could be exempted and accommodated. They've been working for months and months already without the mm-hmm. shot. So they've already proven that they can work without the shot. All throughout COVID. <laughs> and many of them already had COVID, so they already had natural immunity. Yeah. So it's very easy here to accommodate them. But what the employers did was there's just no religious exemption. So you put down your filing for a religious exemption. They don't even consider it. They don't think about the accommodation. They don't examine, well, do you have a sincerely held religious belief? Okay, you do. How can we accommodate it? They don't even get into that discussion. They just look at religion. Boom, you're gone. All these employees are wiped out. They're all terminated, kicked to the curb. That cannot be the law. And that's why we're asking the high court to get involved in this case. Continue to pray for this case. It is a very significant one. For more information, go to lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.